show. This is Brian Bolio, CEO and Chief Economist for ITR Economics. This is a follow-up to our NFDA virtual webinar, virtual keynote that we did uh, earlier this month. Thank you for your patience while we uh, compiled the rest of your questions and uh, answered them using this Trends Talk. Um, there are three questions we didn't get to. I will answer those. Then I'm going to give you a brief update of some things that have been going on even since uh, last uh, Friday when we did the uh, virtual keynote. Historically, question number one, historically there has been a slowdown months before the election. Will the presidential election change the course of the economy? You know, I haven't noticed that there is uh, historically a slowdown in the economy before an election. Um, actually, the, the consensus is the incumbent and the incumbent party that controls the purse strings um, that would be the Congress, generally tend to do everything and anything they can to stimulate the economy so that it's on uh, a high rev rate uh, going into the election so that they get reelected. As Bill Clinton so accurately pointed out, it's the economy that people care about. Uh, and that's certainly true going through this time. So will the presidential election change the course of the economy? Well, I guess to a certain extent, I mean, COVID-19 already did that for them, but we could reasonably question whether the stimulative programs, both fiscal and to a lesser extent monetary, would be so great, so vast, and whether there'd be another three trillion that the House wants to spend if it wasn't an election year. Um, so that could be uh, certainly a factor in their uh, quickly getting to some decisions, at least with the first care package and the, and the Family uh, Act. Uh, earlier before that. In terms of after the fact, um, probably not. The course is pretty much for the economy is pretty much set for 21 anyways. For 22, a uh, change in the political scene, um, yeah, could make a difference um, if we started raising taxes, lowering taxes. Um, but if it's pretty much the status quo, um, then we're not likely to see much of a difference in the course of the economy for 22 or 23 for that matter. So we really need to see who comes in and how radical of a change in the political environment we are looking at. Next uh, question. Some analysts talk about a debt jubilee, a complete reset. What does that look like for the average person with stock investments, small company ownership, a mortgage, etc.? Um, I don't know who these analysts are that would be talking about the debt jubilee. Debt uh, strikes me as really um, kind of out there. Uh, I haven't read about it uh, in any of my normal uh, business readings anyways. I, it's not probable, but what would it look like if it were to happen? <clears throat> Your stock investments probably soar because a whole lot of capital would get freed up and people um, may want to get into the market, but only after the stock market crashes, because this is really a strange idea. Uh, small company ownership, um, depends on what your company is doing. If your company is a debt collection company, then this is going to be a disaster. If you're in the uh, mortgage business, uh, who knows? If you're selling cars, then this is probably going to be a great thing for you. And if you have a mortgage, hoo-ha, your uh, disposable cash, your discretionary income just went up because you don't have to pay a mortgage anymore. But as I said, this is without 
this would be without precedent in uh, AD times. Uh, I know that there were these jubilees uh, BC. Um, it's hard for me to fathom that it could happen in this day and age. And then what is your forecast for a heavy truck and construction equipment markets? Um, we don't have a current forecast for heavy duty truck production, but what we're doing is we're watching the weekly data for trucking activity, waiting for it to uh, pick up as a sign that the overall is, economy is picking up. And I imagine we'll have to see uh, some cash flow improvement there before anybody's interested in making a move in that sector. Also, unless they're going to change some more of the environmental production uh, laws, um, we're not going to see any drive toward fuel efficiencies for quite some time, and that's going to hold back the trucking market. In terms of the construction equipment market, we have that in cyclical descent uh, through the end of this year. Uh, beginning in 21, it starts to run above year-ago levels. Um, but non-res is uh, non-residential construction is we think uh, depressed through 21, so it's really going to be a bifurcated market in terms of construction equipment, uh, light versus heavy, um, and of course, if there is a massive infrastructure program, then that will impact that type of construction equipment uh, during 21, probably in the second half of 21. That concludes those three uh, questions. I just want to uh, one more comment, if I may. The uh, ongoing release of uh, data about COVID-19 deaths continues to look very good for uh, the US and for the world. We are clearly, uh, more clearly anyways, on the downside of that trend. And the recent announcements about uh, going into phase two uh, broader human trials for vaccine and the timeline there uh, is very exciting and bodes very well for the economy being able to live up to our expectations regarding the timeline. And if you watch 60 Minutes over this past weekend, and today is the 19th of May, 2020, uh, you heard Chairman Powell of the Federal Reserve uh, lay out his timeline, and his timeline and ITR's timeline uh, are the same, uh, which should give you some confidence about um, how things are going to be working out. So generally, uh, you know, a few days go by and you get some improved news. So it's good. Be well, stay healthy, and stay positive, please. Uh, this economy of ours is too big, too vast, and too powerful to keep down. This is Brian Bolio from ITR Economics. Thank you for attending the webinar and thank you for letting us be a part of the NFDA.